0: Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianik here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Good morning, Faith Life Church, and we want to welcome all those people watching us online, nationally and internationally. We believe today God's going to inspire you so that you can reach all the things that he has promised you. You know, we're, we're living in challenging times, and but through these challenging times, the constant thing has been... That God's promises are timeless. God's promises have no use by day. So the things that God has promised you that you haven't seen the reality of yet are going to happen. So we need to live in our attitude of expectation. We need to live in an attitude that something is going to happen to me today. Today, we want to show you how to feed your faith. Your faith needs to be fed. You already have faith. Faith is something that God has given us. The, uh, the best way I can put it is like this. is because the promise exists, it is an indicator that the faith exists. So wherever there is a promise, it's an indicator that you have the faith. So what we find when we start looking at Scripture, when we when we start to get energized by God, is every time there is a promise, it is an indicator that there is a faith. It, you know the well-known Scripture that we that that is, that goes over and over through generation to generation and, and doesn't lose its power, is Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God tells you that, that the faith comes because there is a promise. So right now, why don't we settle the issue within ourselves? Is that you have faith? You should say it out aloud. I have faith. Today I am a believer. I am not a doubter. So from run onset from this message, I want you to put yourself in a position that you are a believer. The word of God will change the, how, you, how it's perceived to you by, by this very thing is when you're, you are not looking for faith, you already have faith. So many times we spend so much of our energy, so much of our creativity going, how do we create faith? How do we create faith? You don't need to create faith, you just need to feed faith. So the Bible doesn't tell us go look for faith. What the Bible says is that it's to feed your faith. And by feeding your faith, you are activating God's word inside of you. You are activating heaven and you're bringing it down to earth. So today, we need to feed your faith. You need to be constantly feeding your faith. See, when you feed your faith, every doubt in you shrivels up and dies see when you your faith is being fed your lack is not being fed your fear is not being fed you see fear needs to be fed doubt needs to be fed discouragement needs to be fed depression needs to be fed all these things are craving for you to feed them so within you right now you have a choice You have a choice by this. You say, today, am I going to feed my faith? Am I going to feed my fear? Am I going to feed my lack? Am I going to feed my sickness? So right now, you are in such a prime position. You are in such an excellent condition that you have the power to feed your faith. So sometimes we act like somebody, feed me, feed me, feed me. But the best way is this, is that you start to feed your faith. Your, God gives you the word, you do the feeding. I want you to just have a look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And reading it out of the Amplified Version says this, The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to what is written. And then listen to the now. The result is this. If I meditate on God's word, if I observe God's word, it says, then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. The word of God says this, is that when you feed your faith, when you meditate on God's word and you speak God's word and you obey God's word, The outcome of it is that you will have success in every area that you are moving into. So God tells this to Joshua. So Joshua is right on the edge of entering in his promises. And so what I love about this scripture is that God now tells us his will for our lives. He goes, my will for your life is for you to obtain and live in the promises. See, it's one thing quoting promises. There's one thing declaring promises. But there's a totally new dimension when you start to live in the promises, when all of a sudden the reality is not just in, uh, I heard about the promise, to what I am now living in the promise. I love what the message translation says this, don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure that you get where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of revelation out of your mind. Ponder, meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything that's written in there. I want you to watch this. is that The Bible says before you do something, you need to meditate on something. So first, before an action comes, Is that there needs to be a a thinking, there needs to be a meditation, there needs to be a transformation. So what happens is this, is when we get the proper gospel transformation, is that there is going to be a gospel transformation, is going to be a gospel action. So the word of God is absolutely phenomenal. And what I love in the message translation, it says it's revelation. That means it's it's a revela- it's not just information, it's revelation. And what we're told here is when you're reading God's Word, you're not just thinking about information, you have now a reading revelation. Every time you pick up your Bible, you pick up your phone, and you start to read the Word of God, don't think of it, oh, I'm just reading some information. This is just good news. Yeah, I can flick it away. No, 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 no. Today... For you to feed your faith, you need to elevate your thinking. Is I am not feeding on information. I'm feeding on revelation. You see, your faith doesn't absorb or doesn't make itself strong by information. Information does not change you. The world is full of information. People are so full of information, but a few have transformation. Whatever you treat as information will not change your reality. Information will make you smart in an area, but it will not transform you in an area. So the word of God here tells us to Joshua, and he's talking to us, he says what you need to do to feed your faith You need to meditate on it, you need to speak it, and you need to do it. Then you will have success. See, success follows God's word. It's not the other way around. So the word of God says this to Joshua. Joshua, I've got a land full of promises. I don't have one promise. I have a full package of promises. And the way that you are going to enter in is by meditating on God's word. And what I love about this, it gives us a key. It's not a casual meditation. It's not a casual pondering, but it's constant. The Bible says this, let's read it out again. The book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. So what happens is this, is that God says for your faith to be fed, it's not little droplets here and there, but it's constant. See, your faith is designed to be in constant contact with God 24-7. Your faith wants to be in constant contact with God's Word by reading it, by meditating on it, by proclaiming it. Here's something that the Lord spoke to me about this morning. He goes... Some people only contact or feed their faith when there is a need. So we have a need-based faith. So you have a need, and so then you start to meditate on God's Word. You get a breakthrough, and then you back off. Here's something that I practice all the time. There are, the Word of God is full of healing scriptures. God sent His Word and healed them, Psalm 107, verse 20. And so, you know, Isaiah 53 verse 4, by his stripes we are healed. So what happens with some sometimes is this, is when I get sick, then I meditate on God's word. I get healed and then I stop. What we need to do in this generation is that we need to be continually in contact with God's word. So what we need to practice is in every single day, God's word is healing me right now. So I, you don't reach for the Bible when you have a need. You reach for the Word of God to grow. And so what happens, the stagnant growth happens is because when we run out of a need. So you, so you have a financial need, so you start giving once, and God meets your need. But then God says, now meet somebody else's need. We need to go as a church, Faith Life Church. We need to move From I have a need to I am now growing. So from now on, we don't meditate when we have a need. We are meditating to grow. We are meditating to fulfill God's kingdom. We are meditating to build. We are meditating to see a breakthrough for somebody else. What happens like this is that when you are down, you need somebody else to hold you up and to carry you. But the moment you are well and you don't need to be carried anymore, it is then that you pick somebody else up and you carry them. For, you, for your faith to be in constant growth mode, you've got to go from need to need. Every time you have a need, yes, get into the Word, meditate, saturate yourself with the Word. But once you are healed, do not stop. So now if we go back to healing, it's like this. When I'm sick, I ask God, I I meditate on God's word, and the power of God comes to me and I get healed. So I I can continue that on for the next day. I can do this. As I am reading God's word, I am being protected by sickness. So what happens from I am now sick and I apply God's word through meditating on it, speaking it, feeding my faith on um, healing scriptures. But then I don't stop. What I do then is I go wake up in the morning and I don't go, God, please heal my body. I do this. God, I thank you that your blood is on me, that the blood of Jesus Christ paid for my sicknesses. So therefore today I am totally and utterly protected. So what you do is you have a need for finance and there's a breakthrough that comes. But then you don't stop praying about finances. You go, God, you've met my need, and then God, now I am available. I'm feeding my faith so that I can be used by God to meet somebody else's need. And what Joshua in 1.8 is telling us, that you need to be constantly doing this. Do not be a once a Christian. That means that you know, every now and again, I'm feeding, I'm not feeding, I'm feeding, I'm not feeding. Life explodes when you start to get into constant growth constant increase it's not increase then decrease increase and decrease everything about God is about increase so God is telling you today is that you need to be so full of the word of God Psalm 119 verse 14 says this so may the words of my mouth And the meditation, thoughts, and every moment movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable in your eyes. Yahweh, my Redeemer. And I want you to put a lot of emphasis on this, my protector. So here's David saying the same as what we find that Joshua is saying. He says, let my thoughts be acceptable to you. Just just ponder on that. Is that David is examining himself and he goes, God, do you approve the way I am thinking? Do you approve on how I am speaking? Do Do you approve of me? So what God is saying this is that Let your thoughts be acceptable unto me. And the way they are acceptable unto him is they have to be God's word thoughts. So that means that you are thinking God's word. You are meditating on God's word. You have got God kind of faith because you've got the God kind of mind. Watch this very carefully. A God kind of mind will produce a God kind of faith. When I, when you, when we meditate on God's word, when we get into divine alignment with God's word, our faith becomes into divine alignment with his faith. So what the word of God says here, if your thoughts are acceptable, then God says, I am your redeemer and I am your protector. So we get redemption from all the negativity, but we also get protected because we are meditating on God's word. So watch this. When you are meditating on God's word, when you are speaking God's word, as you are then doing God's word, there is a divine protection that comes on you. So doubt cannot settle down. I remember... Uh, It was uh, somebody came up to a a preacher, and he he goes, Pastor, Pastor, I am so afraid that Satan is going to come and get me. I am so afraid that Satan is going to enter my mind. And he goes, I'm living in fear. And the preacher said this, you know what? A fly cannot land on a hot stove. I, I, I love it. Really simple, but yet so powerful. It is when you are so hot with God's word, nothing can land on you. So, Psalm 119:40 says, Let the words of my mouth. So, what, so, you've got to be thinking God's word, you've got to be speaking God's word, and you've also got to be doing God's word. All of those three come into divine unity. Is whatever you're thinking, Whatever you're meditating on, you will end up doing. So whatever is the primary thought is you're going to move into. Here's something that dramatically I've never realized this until just pouring myself and immersing myself in this. Is that you and I are constantly feeding. There isn't a time in our lives where we're not feeding. Even in our dreams, you, you find yourself is that you re, you're thinking about a scripture. And uh, during the night, you, you, God's doing something. You wake up with a revelation. So what's happening within us? How, I, I know it happens to me now on a regular basis is that I wake up in the morning and I have a scripture running through my mind. I, I have a worship song running through my mind. And, and the reason for that is, is because the meditation of my day goes into the meditation of my night and then it, there is this process. So during the night, while I am resting, my mind is meditating. But that's what the Bible says, you know, don't cease praying. So what happens within us is once we get into the position that Joshua is in, that David was in, it is that our constantly we are feeding. So see, what happens within us is this, is that we are either constantly feeding our faith or we're feeding our fear, we're feeding our doubt, we're feeding our lack, we're feeding our sicknesses. See, all of these things are craving for food. So doubt is craving for food. And here's the issue, is that you and I feed it. You and I feed it. And it's fed. You you turn turn the television on and your fear is being fed. You know, you've got to be careful of this, you've got to be careful of that. And then you get this. If you're not eating this food, this is going to be the outcome. You get all of these things are feeding, feeding, feeding. You know, you pick up a book. Does God really heal? See, that that phrase, does God really heal, is a feeder to doubt. Doubt feeds of questions like that. we'll, We'll see this in a moment. So you are constantly feeding. So right now, by you listening to me right now, your faith is being fed. It is what happens is constantly you are in contact with God. So one of the revelations you need to dwell into is this, is my faith has the ability to be constantly plugged into the word of God. So the Bible tells you that this, it says, neither death nor life can separate us from the love of God. So what happens is this, is you and I have been designed, and because we are now believers, is we are in constant communion with God. So now we don't have to pray, God, I need to connect with you. You are already connected with God. We spend too much time trying to get connected. You already are connected. The Bible talks about, Pastor Victor shared an amazing message which you can look up. And it was being connected to the vine. A branch never, ever disconnects itself from the main stump. It's always there. So you and I need to come into this great understanding. And a great revelation is this. Is that right now, you are connected to the source of your faith. You are connected to the growth of your faith. Right now, you are totally and utterly connected to God. But what flows that is our thinking, our meditation, and our speaking. The Word of God is alive and it feeds. See, your faith, if I could give a voice to your faith. Right now, let me voice what your faith inside of you is crying out, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. What is amazing is this, is your faith is starving and it's starving for the word of God. And what we need to do, what we need to experience is that by you meditating, by you sharing, by you giving, you are feeding your faith. Listen to First Peter Chapter 2, verse 2. It's out of the Passion Translation. And it's like this. In the same way that a nursing infant's cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow in maturity, fully, fully nourished and strong. God gave you this phrase. The one that birthed you is the one that feeds you. The one that birthed you is the one that feeds you. I love this. It says, as the same as nursing infants. You know what was really amazing was that I remember being at the birth of my firstborn, Christine. And the first things when the baby came out is that they connected it to Sylvain for feeding. So Sylvain birthed Christine, but then she also Christine, Now watch this, let this revelation come alive in you. Jesus birthed your faith, so it's Jesus that also feeds your faith. So your faith isn't birthed by God, and then God doesn't do this. Well, hey, I've given you some faith, go out and gather information, get get involved in philosophy, get involved with debates, get involved with all of this stuff and feed your faith. Watch this. The one that birthed you is also the one that feeds you. So the birth, the one that gave you faith, the one that instilled faith in you is the one that is feeding you. So the word of God gave you faith, and it's also the word of God that feeds your faith. So now, if you are feeding your faith on philosophy, if you're feeding your faith no, not your face. You can feed your face anytime. time, but see, God has given you faith. God's word put in faith in you. So your faith is craving for, hungering for, the word of God. It's really interesting. Is that when we had our first baby, and I've never heard so much crying. But generally, the crying was because we're hungry. And what happens within us is, please, listen to me carefully, do not accept a substitute for faith food. See, faith food is the word of God. So don't substitute. You can't substitute it by just coming to church. There are some people that think, you know, well, I'm going to come to church, which is really good, and uh, that's going to feed my faith, and then I'm okay for the next seven days. For you to be the believer that God intended you to be, as Peter was saying, he says that you need to grow into maturity. And the way you grow into maturity is by feeding on God's Word. It's by meditating on God's Word. It's about the power of God's Word. And I want to just show you some ways that we can do this. In Romans chapter 4, verse 20, we talk about Abraham. Abraham is known as the father of faith. It is the first time God used this man. And he says we are in his heritage. So what we have is God took a man by the name of Abraham and he wrote down for you by revelation of how this man came from being barren to being the most fruitful man on the earth at that present time. And it was by faith. It was because of God. See, we don't hear about Abraham until God speaks to him. We don't hear about his faith until God's word speaks to him. He accepts it. He becomes a man of faith. In Romans 4 verse 20, it says this, He never stopped believing God's promises, for he was made strong in faith, to father a child. And he and he became he was and because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power indeed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. Just underline that word glorified God. It wasn't one-off glorification. What it was, Abraham was in a constant mode of worshiping God. And the word of God says that he never stopped believing in God's promises. He was made strong in faith. So what he was saying to us here is that you can be made strong in faith. Abraham wasn't strong is because the unbelief wasn't trying to get him. He was made strong even though unbelief was at the door. See, everywhere you find faith, The spirit of unbelief is attracted to somebody of faith. See, what makes us attractive to unbelief is our faith. What makes us attractive is that we are meditating, we are speaking, and we are living the Word of God. The Bible says persecution comes because of the Word, not because we're great-looking not because we are, we're extravagant, whatever that may be. See, persecution comes because of the word. Unbelief, lack, comes because of the word. It comes knocking on your door. So what we want to do today is this, is get you, not plugged in, but get you to start feeding, start eating. Now, Let's read Romans 4. Out of the message Bible. And starting from verse 19, he says this Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say it is hopeless. I want you to notice this. Abraham didn't focus on himself. So that for his did he didn't look at himself. And I want you to notice a clear spiritual law. Whatever you focus wants to be voiced out. So you have a spiritual law right now is that whatever you are focusing wants to have a voice because whatever you are focusing is creating your reality. So your reality is in what you focus. So within your focusing is directly tied to your mouth. Whatever you are focusing on is what you. we are going to say. I love this. It says, Abraham didn't focus on his own impotence and say it's hopeless. So what happens is this. If Abraham looked on himself and said, man, I cannot produce, I cannot increase, I cannot do this. If he was speaking that on the inside, Whatever you speak on the inside will give birth to your mouth. So your mouth is the producing center. It is where the it's it's where words are birthed, where your reality is birthed. See, your reality is birthed in your words, but your words start with what you focus on. So here we have Abraham. Abraham didn't focus, and he didn't say it's hopeless. Have you ever been in a situation? where you said, oh, look, this is hopeless. I don't think this is going to work. I don't think I can make it. See, those were birthed by what you've been focusing on. So so Abraham understood something. He was feeding his faith and his faith was doing the talking. See, what happens is this, whatever you focus on will talk to you. I I love this phrase. It was by Dr. Bill Winston said this, let God's word do the talking. Uh, When he said that, something inside of me just jumped and I'm thinking, man, I'm going to take that as my own. Let God's word do the talking. So Abraham said, I don't focus that it's hopeless, so therefore I will not say it's hopeless. Some of us need to do today is to repent from some of the words that have come out of our mouth. And repentance means is to go back to the original. So therefore, if I repent on something, like I said, oh God, I think this is hopeless. What I am doing, I've just stepped out of the will of God. I stepped out of the original mandate that God has for my life. And I go, God, I repent. What am I repenting on? What am I going back to? I'm going back to the original word of God, where God says you will increase and not decrease. You are the head and you are not the tail. So he didn't focus Right, uh, this This hundred year old body could never father a child. He didn't go man. How? he didn't look at himself and he goes I am a hundred years old now watch this very carefully it is the promise that makes you, not you make the promise. So whatever condition that you are in The promise will change that. So therefore, you do not have to look at your condition. You need to look at the promise because it's the promise that changes the condition. The condition is this, is God made the promise not according to your condition but according to His Word. You see, every time a need meets God's Word, it's God's word that comes out on top, not the knee. Because God's word is always over the knee. This 100-year-old body could never father a child. Listen to this, number two. Nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and give up. Nor did he survey Sarah's decades of infertility and, and give up. Watch this. Abraham didn't look back. He didn't say, hey, you know what? I'm 100 years old. Sarah is infertile. She's been like that for years and years and years and years. He stopped looking back. Today is a brand new day. See, when faith, when you start feeding on faith, you you get this amazing word. I love this word. It's a three-letter word, and it's now. Now, now, faith, now faith is, not faith will someday be, but now is. See, Abraham, he looked at Sarah and his meditation on Sarah was not her infertility. It wasn't her condition. What it was when he saw Sarah, he saw her through the word of God. And he goes, and that's why he didn't give up. See, he grew strong in faith. Watch this every single time, I'm going to show you now how to do this. See, every single time Abraham looked at Sarah and he claimed the word, he says, God's word has given us a child. His faith was made strong. Every time he interpreted Sarah's condition in accordance to God's word, he grew in faith. He grew in faith. So every time you look at your condition, you either starve your faith or you feed your faith. See, Abraham, this is a powerful right now. Every time Abraham saw Sarah, his mind wasn't thinking back prior To the word of God. Now watch this very carefully. We need to do the same. Abraham would be looking at Sarah before the word of God came, and he said, Sarah, you can't. Sarah, we've been trying. We've since we've been married, we have been trying to have a child and it's not working. But the moment came, there was a defining moment was when God came to Abraham and says, Abraham, today is a brand new day. Today is a day of salvation. And he said, Abraham, I am going to make you a father of nation. And this woman, who you called Sarah, she is the one that the child will go through. So all of a sudden, Abraham from that very moment on looked at Sarah and said, fine, Done deal. My new thinking stops and starts again. So what he did was, he says, to, similar to like this, best way I can put it, if you we, if we say that the pulpit is the cross, and as a sinner, I come with all of my baggage, I come with all of my stuff, I come with all of my negativity, I come to the cross and I go, Jesus, I'm really... God, you, you love me. You're, you're amazing. God, I am a sinner. I need you. I, I, I want everything that you have for me. I want to be born again. I go through the cross and then the cross becomes my defining line. My new way of thinking is because of the cross, not what was before the cross. Our, what starves our faith is the thinking of all the stuff before the cross. But when we go through the cross, our thinking now is Jesus died and he rose again from the dead. I am now a new creation. So what happens now is that your strength gets increased, your faith gets increased, is when you see your situation that God has changed and you declare the change in the thinking in your speaking and in your acting. Listen to this. Number four, and he plunged into the promises and came up strong. I want you to notice this. He didn't tippy-toe around it. He, he, he wasn't kind of, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I, 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 no. He didn't tippy-toe around God's promises asking cautious, skeptical questions. Put that one just before that. He didn't tippy around God's promises, asking cautiously skeptical questions. I want you to notice, some of the questions that are going inside of you, does God really do that? Hey, if it was supposed to happen, it would have already happened. Um, and maybe, 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 but just maybe, I'm not supposed to have that. Maybe God wasn't intending for me to have that. I know God blesses some. He didn't ask Skeptical questions in his mind. We've got to stop asking doubtful, questioning thoughts in our mind. See, questions that come on the inside, but we can stop them. Doubt can be stopped. So what I love is he didn't tippy-toe around God's promises asking skeptical questions. Doubt always questions God. Faith always agrees with God. Doubt questions God's ability And it also doubts your ability to receive. See, doubt has a twofold meaning. Number one, it doubts, puts a doubt, does God really want to do that? Number two, do you really have the capacity to have that? Do you really have the faith for that healing? Do you really have a faith for that breakthrough? See, all of those are skeptical questions, doubtful attitude questions about God. And the last part is here. He plunged into the promises of God and came up headstrong. He didn't just go, oh, okay, yeah, okay, God, um, I'm just going to believe a little bit. He dived into it. He dived into it. He took the leap of faith. He took it up and he ran up and he dived off because of God's promises. So for you today, feed your faith, feed it, speak it. Husbands, speak faith over your wives. Wives, speak faith over your children. Uh, you know, Sul and I. Oh, sorry, Pastor Sul and I. That's a better way of putting it. We're constantly praying over each other. You know, I'm always saying you're this, you're a woman of faith, you're amazing. See, what we do is we speak it over each other. And so speak it over your children, speak it over your finances, speak it over your word, speak it over your church, speak it over your body, speak it over all the calamity that's happening around you. We need to starve doubts. By feeding your faith. So in other words is this, and we're going to come in for a short landing now, is this, that I don't stop thinking doubt. I don't don't even worry about that. I don't have to question doubt. All I got to do is when I focus and feed my faith, the doubt automatically leaves me. It cannot hang around me. So today, why not? Start a brand new day like this. I am going to give my mind, my emotions, my actions, my speaking all over to God. Today, I am going to become a believer of the Word. Today, I am going to feed my. I'm going to feed myself. I'm, I'm going to worship. I am going to pray. I am going to declare God's word. The first thing in the morning, I'm going to declare God's word. Last thing at night, I'm going to declare thy word. And during the day, I'm going to meditate on God's word and proclaim God's word. So whatever situation that you are in right now, feed your faith. Feed your faith. Start speaking God's word. Start feeding on on the word of God, which is God's reality for you right now, right for this very moment. So right now, I'm going to pray. That if you're sick, feed your faith. If you're in lack, feed your faith. If you're in fear, feed your faith. I'm going to pray now that you become so God conscious about his word, about speaking and focusing, and then you're going to see your breakthrough. See, your breakthrough comes with what's inside of you. So I'm just going to pray for you right now. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just lift up whole Faith Life Church and all those listening, Father, nationally and internationally just right now. Father, I just declare that the spirit of revelation would touch us right now. Father, I just pray that everybody's mind, will, and emotions would be absolutely saturated on God's word. Father, I pray that as we saturate ourselves, as we are so careful to do the word by speaking the word, that Father, I thank you for all the breakthroughs that are going to be coming in so father right now in the name of jesus father i pray that we we honor your revelation which is your word and that father right now by the help of the holy spirit that we're going to feed our faith from this very moment on and father we are now expecting absolutely amazing breakthroughs because of the living word of god inside of us in jesus name i pray Amen and amen. Just before we go, you might you might have just you know heard this message for the first time, and you're going, "Wow, Ted, what, what was the, What was this part about the cross? You used the pulpit as a cross. It was like this: is that Jesus loves you so much, He loves you that the Father loves you so much that He put Jesus on the cross, and He took away your sin, He took away your sickness." Took away your depression, took away your guilt and condemnation. Jesus died for your sins. He died so that you can go from being sick to being healed. You know, to having fear to having peace. He did it all for you because you couldn't do it yourself. So that you can, so that you can start a brand new life as a child of God. And all you've got to do today is acknowledge who you are. Hey, I am a sinner. I acknowledge that Jesus loves me. I acknowledge that He died, that He took all my sin away and He took all my diseases away and now I receive Him as my Lord and Savior. If you haven't done that, why don't you just pray after me? Father, I thank You that You love me. I thank You that You sent Jesus to die for me and that while He was on the cross, He took away my sin. He took away my sickness. He took away all of my disease. He died in my place. He paid the price. And then he rose from the dead. I believe that with all of my heart. I am asking you now to come into my heart because I want to be a child of yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed that prayer, we believe that you are now saved and you are born again. There's a link um, just down below me now. We can get in touch with us. We'd like to send you some material. We'd like to pray for you. We'd we'd want to find you a Bible-based church where you can grow and flourish. And so we look forward to hearing you. Hey, God bless you. I'll see you next week.